The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. But a blessed life walks on two legs. And so one leg is generosity, but the other leg is stewardship. And I remember when I was uh, a child just seeing this some cartoon where like this guy had one foot nailed to the floor. And so he was just going around in circles. For some reason, I see, saw, remember that. Best-selling author of The Blessed Life, Robert Morris, now takes you beyond blessed to find God's perfect plan for no financial stress. today, James Robinson, Betty welcoming Robert Morris back. Would you go ahead and just say, Robert Morris, Pastor Gateway Church, we are so happy to have you. Would you welcome Robert? Thank you. Thank you. Robert, I want, us to, I want us to cover some ground because, you know, 40 years ago or so, you, uh, you and I started being friends. <laughs> and you traveled with me for several years, worked yeah. for their ministry. Yeah. But then you began to be a guest on Life Today. And the real, let's say the high impact times was when we got in this studio finally and literally the missionaries prayed this studio up. You remember it laid on the ground, just tilt up concrete, oh, laid yeah. on the ground for three years yeah. until Peter Pretorius and other missionaries said, you haven't even built your studio. You can't even do what you're trying to do because you're helping us and you're sending all the money to us. And they came over and prayed the walls up. <laughs> well, right after they prayed the walls up, you started coming as an associate over at uh, in uh, Grand Prairie, yeah. Shady Grove, I believe. Yeah. When you came and sat here, there was such an anointing on your life that I, I even I said to our, our television staff, there's just not many people come here and sit that God's just on them where he just captivates people. Well, some of our family and staff began to say to you, Robert, why don't you teach this blessed life that you keep talking about? And just as you were starting Gateway, you came here and you tell this story about how you were asked to come and sit in this studio mm -hmm. and teach what you call the blessed life. So would you say that that incredible bestseller, that message has caused people to live the blessed life with joy yeah. and cause others to live a blessed life and be blessed, was, was born here and kind of, kind of started here, so it's pretty exciting to come back. But now you're here with Gateway just being an example to the world in many ways, but you've got Beyond Blessed, which you actually want to explain that you take people beyond blessing into stewardship responsibility. So what I want you to do, if you will, is just continue taking us on this journey from the blessed life into understanding more fully what you mean by Beyond Blessed. If you want to pick up with the fact that you're blessed to be here, you were telling <laughs> us about nearly dying, and you want to tell a few other things about that, feel free to, because that's what enables you to carry us beyond blessed. Yeah, well, uh, as I shared with you before that we had a health crisis and, and we went into the details of that and uh, two torn arteries and lost over 50% of my blood. Uh, and I was in the ICU for four days in the hospital eight days, but they gave me a, a medicine to, they didn't want me to get uh, nauseous, nauseated <laughs> and or nauseous out. So, <laughs> Good job. Um, good job. Good job. <laughs> they didn't get wanting me to get some medical term that makes you throw up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
Gotcha. Because of the scarring and all the things. And so, uh, but it caused hallucinations. <laughs> and so my, my kids, uh, actually James, I shouldn't sell, tell this because some of you might know James, my son. He took videos of me when I was hallucinating. And we've, I've had to confiscate his phone. But, um, but one night I, w I was uh, trying to get Debbie. She spent every night with me at the hospital. God bless her. Uh, my Boy, kids would did. take the, the shifts during the day. Uh, you were there almost every day, praying with for me, laying hands on me, the elders of the church, you know. And uh, but um, <laughs> so one night I was trying to get Debbie's attention because I couldn't reach the thing to get the nurse, and so I, and she was just exhausted. It'd been three or four days then, and so I'm saying, Debbie, Debbie, and she's sleeping on that, you know, chair that makes <laughs> into a bed, and and I couldn't get her attention. But I noticed my daughter-in-law Hannah was standing right beside the bed. And it looked like she was, you know, texting or doing something on her phone. And so I said, Hannah, Hannah. And I finally said, Hannah, really loudly. And, and Debbie heard me. And so she said, what do you need? I said, well, I need the nurse. I need my medicine. I need, I, I, you know, I'm feeling kind of bad. And so she did that. So then when the nurse left, she said, why were you calling Hannah? And I said, well, because she's standing right there. She's standing right beside my bed. And Debbie said, Robert, that's the IV pole. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> despite a few misnomers like that, I made it through by God's grace, and, I, and I'm glad. Um, but I want to go back to the, the Blessed Life, the book. You, you and I, as you said, we've been friends almost 40 years now. And you spoke into our life, to Debbie and me. You had us in your home before we got married. Uh, we were engaged. And so, uh, and then after uh, we got married, I started traveling with you, and you were doing big revivals, big crusades, really, citywide crusades. And I would go in and speak in the school assemblies and invite the young people. I remember in Corpus Christi, we had 600 kids except Christ or something in, in your crusade. And many of them had heard you at the schools. And, and many heard the, me at the school, the came to your crusade, right. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so you became a spiritual father to me, and and um, you 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 showed me how to gesture in the motel room. If you remember, you know you did, you did like this, right? So we need to work on it a little bit. Okay, <laughs> give me my refresher course. There, so, um, so, uh, so we've known each other a long time, and so, but I God did something in our heart early on in giving, and I want to share that in a moment. But you asked me, will you come on our program and? teach about giving because you teach the most balanced message I've ever heard on giving. And that is that I teach that we get to give, not we give to get. And so it's really the motive behind our giving that God blesses. He blesses giving with the right heart. Mm -hmm. He doesn't bless the, you know, when you think about it, why did God create giving in the first place? God created it. I mean, no preacher created this. This is in the Bible. God gave Moses instructions on how to give. He gave Abraham instructions. It's all through the Bible. So God created it, but he doesn't need our money. So why did he create it? He created it for two reasons. One, to work greed and selfishness out of our lives. Two, to put joy in our lives. That's correct. Because the most joy you ever feel is what you give to help someone. That's right. And that's I mean, all I these heard, people. I, I heard that from all of you writing cards, nearly every one of them. Thank you. Thank you for letting us give yeah. to make a difference in someone's life, to touch the people that are overlooked and forgotten. Thank you for expressing that. Yeah, yeah. And if you think about it, even the world knows this 
Because when they talk about Christmas and giving and, you know, the, the Hallmark TVs oh, shows, yeah. sure. which I have to watch every December. <laughs> Some of them over and over. Oh, over and over and over. <laughs> but they're all about the joy of giving. That's what they say. Christmas is about the joy of giving. And, you know, as you get, as you're younger, you, you want to see what you got. But the older you get, the more you mature. It's just like in Christ as a believer. You're watching to see what the other, what you gave the other person and the joy mm -hmm. that it gives you that you gave, you gave a gift, right. you know? And so anyway, you asked me to come on the show and to teach and you said, and if you can write a book, that would help because a lot of people like to read the book and uh, I'd never written a book and I went away for about three days and I spoke into a tape recorder for three days, the book, The Blessed Life. Yep. Now, other books I've worked on for years, over a year sometimes, and but The Blessed Life has become an international bestseller, 40-something mm -hmm. languages all over the world, taught in seminaries and universities. And, and here's, a, here's something people don't know. Um, we gave all the proceeds of The Blessed Life away. And God has so blessed that book. That book, we gave every bit of it, every, every dime of it. And I'm going to just, I've never even said this publicly, but I just want to say it to show God's goodness. <laughs> that book makes about a half a million dollars a year. Mm, so my wife and I <laughs> are able to sow a million wow. dollars, never even comes to us. Mm -hmm. It goes straight yeah. to the church mm -hmm. every two years. And that's we never thought we could do awesome. something sure. like that. That's right. So so that started right here in this studio. Well, and we need to say to all of you who are watching right now who support the Life Today outreach, because see, point one is not just giving water wells or food to people. Point number one is reaching out to touch you with the love of God and the life of God and to give you spiritual water and spiritual food and bless you and introduce you not to James and Betty or to somebody who communicates or even teaches, but to many people who have the blessing and anointing of God. Some of them you've heard of, some of them you haven't. But to bring them and share so you keep your eyes on Jesus in others and you see Jesus and see him in them and not just in us and ours and our little group. You see the glory of God in his body. Well, you made possible all of these incredible visitors that have come and testified. You made possible, Robert, sharing this message, as you said, that's gone around the world and touched people, but it's inspired people. I'm going to say to give millions and millions right. to help other people right. in missions, right. and Gateway does that. Yep. Every year you give many millions of dollars to mission outreaches. Yeah, yeah. And, and the reason to me, too, that you never apologize when you ask people to give. And here's why. Because you're actually doing it because they are going to be blessed. Doing it, it's doing it for them. If that's you show exactly people right. how to that's live exactly and right. give and love life, sharing life and sharing love, that's right. that is the most full expression of life. That's exactly well, right. Nothing, so, nothing so blesses me anymore than to see the children over in the mission field, that we've been able to give them water for yeah. life and our food, our shoes to put on their feet, yeah. and those precious little smiles that come across yeah. there. That is all the reward I yeah. need in my heart. Yeah. Don't you think that that's the way God is when He blesses us? God just smiles because yeah. he, he loves His children yeah. too. Yeah. And He smiles when He sees His children being generous. Yes. Mm -hmm. Think about that. You know, when you see your child maybe walk over to the child in the corner that doesn't have a toy oh, and give him a toy, Absolutely. that just so blesses you. And you, you think, I want to reward that child. And that child didn't do it to get rewarded. 
but you want to reward that behavior, that heart yeah, behavior. Encourage it. So it's the same way with God. God looks at us, and we were all born just like our children. We were born selfish. We were born, you know, and when we mature, then we want to bless someone else, and God looks down and says, I'm going to give that person more resources because I can trust him or her. So now, so the blessed life comes out, and God's used it all over the world now. I have been wanting to write the sequel to The Blessed Life, part two, the companion book, for 15 years now. And now God's released me, so I call it Beyond Blessed. But here's what it is. It's when I am generous, and then God rewards me for that generosity, rewards my heart, my heart giving, my the right motivation. Then what do I do with that? How do I steward what God's given me now? And if I steward that well, then he can give me more. If you think about it, you know, when I was in college, I took a business class, and the, the big deal of business is supply and demand. And I remember they taught us to buy low and sell high. I remember buying the book, though, for $50 and selling back then for $4. So I, I didn't learn. <laughs> Apparently, I didn't learn what they were trying to teach me in the class. But, um, but the point is, it's supply and demand. Okay, so God is over here with all the supply. He owns everything. Here are the people in Africa and these other countries that need water. There's the demand. It's huge, huge. But what's in between? What's in between the supply, all the supply, and this incredible demand? I am. Mm -hmm. You are. Yeah. The people watching are. So God's got all the supply, uh, supply, so he gives some resources to me. And if it stops right there, wow. it didn't get to the demand. It short circuits the it, current and, it, and the yes. conductor. And, and the, the child that dies from unclean water, that was God's purpose. Was it. But if he can give it to me and I can then channel it to this person who is going to be able to be alive to actually hear the evangelist preach the gospel <laughs> mm -hmm. and then have eternal life too, then he says, well, I can give him more. And then I can give him more. And that's what's happened with me personally. That's what's happened with Gateway Church is God has said, oh, wait a minute. They will not only be generous, but they'll steward well what I've given them. So I called the book The Blessed Life, not The Blessed Pocketbook or Wallet, because it's not just about finances, but A Blessed Life walks on two legs. And so one leg is generosity, but the other leg is stewardship. And I remember when I was uh, a child just seeing this, some commercial, or uh, not commercial, uh, cartoon, where like this guy had one foot nailed to the floor. And so he was just going around in circles. For some reason, I see, saw, remember that. That's what I feel like it is. If you're just generous, but you're not a good steward, you just go around in circles. So think about it this way. God has all the resources. He has no problem with resources. He's got all of them. So if a person is generous but not a good steward, he can't really give him great resources or her great resources because the person won't steward them well. But if a person is steward but not generous, why would he give that person great resources? We, we call that person tight, by the way. <laughs> but why would he give that person great resources? Because he still can't get it to the mission field. He can't get it to the local church. He can't get it to the missionary yeah. who needs to take the gospel. So you can't live the blessed life without both legs. You have to be uh, uh, generous and you have to be a good steward. And I think what the blessed life did was it motivated people to be generous for the right reason. 
And this is the key. I'm so excited. I think this is the, the, one of the most important books I'll ever write in my life because I believe God's given me the ability to motivate people to be a good steward. And if they'll be a good steward, God could entrust them with tremendous resources to be able to help many, many people. When you showed people the joy of giving, that just released people to a joy that they absolutely had not experienced and didn't even know they could experience because the world trains us wrong and a lot of times religion trains us wrong and even pastors train us wrong. Okay, so you set the record straight. But you also said take personal responsibility, even in the blessed life, take personal responsibility for taking care of things that are bad practices and habits. You cover that in this book. All yeah. right, now I want to ask you to simply tell this audience and our viewers, because you've been to the mission field. You know the devotion of the missionaries. You know they've left it all for a heavenly cause. Is the mission outreach that we do in life today and life outreach, is it effective? And does the water well in a village change everything for a village and open the way for the gospel? Is it an important outreach? It is the most effective and efficient missions ministry I've ever seen. And I'm not saying that to try to put down another one at all, because there are many out there, and you know sure, that, absolutely. and you support other ones. We support them. So I'm not saying that in a comparative way, but a commendable way. I want to commend Life Outreach, because I've been on the field, and I've seen how far a dollar goes, and I've seen how good of stewards you are, but also the missionaries you support. Yeah, and you have found the, what I would call indigenous apostles, mm -hmm. the apostles in the nation right. that know how to do it. And the other thing that's amazing is it's not just bringing that clean water and that clean food, but it's getting the kids in school so they'll be Absolutely. educated. Yep. Then it's bringing in, after you do all that for the family, then the evangelist comes in with the gospel message yep. and they're open to you because you gave a cup of water in Jesus' name. Yep. It's because you showed them life and they just show up by the thousands, and I've seen it, oh, yeah. by the thousands and accept Christ as their Savior. And so I want people to know that not only are people's lives physically being saved, but they're spiritually being saved. They're being born again into the kingdom of God. They're, they're coming into eternal life. We're going to meet them in heaven. You know, in Luke 16, it says to, to be faithful with your money, and when you are, those who have failed, well, that word failed means die. Those who've died are going to welcome you into your everlasting home. Wow. Now you think about the people that watch life today and share life with other people. When you walk into heaven, I want to say it directly to you. When you walk into heaven, there are going to be rows of people <laughs> that are going to be applauding you and saying, because you gave, these are my children that are still alive that then heard the gospel. Wow. That's, that's what we've got to Beautiful. catch. It's, it, yes, we need to see the physical plight because if they're not alive, we can't preach the gospel to them. <laughs> but I've seen life outreach be exactly that, outreach, reach out, save their life physically, and then go in and bring the gospel. And Thank it's you, incredible to me. Thank you. And I want to just now... You know, for what Robert said, yeah, it's, it's what he said is great. What people are doing, it's what the viewers are doing. Look, look I, want, I want you to listen to one of our best friends, Tammy Trent. And she's walking with a child to get water that is death. And she is really appealing to us. 
to give life. And that's what we're going to do together. I want you to watch this. This is going to be very moving. I'm here in Burundi, Africa, walking along this little stream here. This water is filthy. It, I mean, you can, you can look at it and see. It's so dirty. Now imagine that being your only source of water. Imagine this being your baby. Imagine him drinking this water every single day. I don't even know if I would call this water. It's filthy, it's so dirty. It's filled with contamination. And I know that he's in the condition he's in because he's been drinking this water. And you know that statistics say that they are at most risk between the age of one to five. So this little guy right now, I can tell you is not doing well. And I fear that if he continues to drink this water, he probably won't make it. When you witness a child drinking water like this around the world, it's not a question of, um, I think they'll be okay. I think they're quenching their thirst. Um, it's really a matter of whether or not they're gonna live or die. And that is, um, it's just too much of a burden that he should never have to carry. And I know that I want to live a life that produces life. I want to make decisions that are life-giving. I don't want him to ever have to drink this water again or his children. Tammy, I know you watch life today. Thank you, beautiful lady, precious missionary friend, gifted musician. I love that little boy was standing by you. I was sad to see the little goats come down to drink that dirty water. I would. I'd want to give him some clean water. That little guy, I love him. I, I was wishing I could walk up right there and pick that little guy up with his little arms hanging down, his little shirt, and little bloated tummy. That little bloated tummy so often means that there's something really bad going on in his little body. I'd like to pick him up. He was looking out, maybe looking out wondering, who are you talking to? Because he could tell she was talking to somebody. He was talking to you. He was talking to me. He didn't understand what she was saying. He had to wonder what she was saying. You heard what she was saying. Do you hear what God is saying? If you just notice the least of these and you'd reach out and clothe them, wouldn't you like to give him a nice shirt? If you'd just give him a drink of water, he did it to me. I want to ask you if you wouldn't like to just get your arms in some way, the arms of God around that little guy. See, I got to pick them up all over the world, all the different third world countries and the forgotten countries and just hold little kids, the favorite picture. And I've had my picture taken a lot of famous people. My favorite picture is hanging up out here. It's little Rwandan orphans that wouldn't go around any adult because they were so frightened because their parents were killed and they crawled out from under the dead bodies of their parents, afraid of everybody. 
And I went and sat down where the death occurred and these little children started coming and getting in my lap, started touching my face, my arms. I believe that's how Jesus wants us to draw people. So what I'm asking you to do right now, I'm asking you to put the arms of God around that little boy and give him not just a cup of water, but a well of water. I'm asking you to help us drill a well right there in that village. Give that village hope. I want you to go online or dial that number that's a prayer line for any time your heart's broken. And I want you to help drill a well. They cost $4,800. $48 will give 10 people water the rest of their life. There's a level at which you can come in. You can give $2,400 and drill half a well. Pray somebody joins you. Got a well. But whatever you can do, I'm asking you to give toward giving that little guy and those people in his village fresh, clean water. We're going to send Robert's book, Beyond Blessed, just to say thank you. And he's going to carry you into a blessed life and stewardship, I believe, that's not only going to bless you, it's going to bless a lot of folks. Would you right now go online or dial that number and make the gift God put on your heart? If you plan to mail it in and make a check to life, call us and tell us you're putting it in the mail. Thank you so much. Please do it now. Right now. Today, a mother living in extreme poverty will do the unthinkable. Give her children dirty, disease-filled water that she knows could kill them. With no other choice, what's a mother to do? With your help, clean water is on the way. Mission Water for Life provides a new beginning for thousands of children and their families. A bright future with better health. With your gift today, you can help drill and establish the first 200 water wells of the year. Your gift of $48 will help provide water for 10 people. $72 will provide for 15. $144 will help provide life-giving water for 30 people for a lifetime. And a gift of $4,800 will help sponsor a complete well. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you Beyond Blessed, God's perfect plan for no financial stress. In his new book, Pastor Robert Morris teaches biblical principles to help you reach your financial goals and start experiencing the abundant life without financial stress. We had been in debt for 20 years. We started applying these principles that, that are in Beyond Blessed. We got out of debt in 15 months. We had to learn how to make room, how to let go, how to be content with what we already had mm -hmm. to be able to give. Our lives have been transformed through the principles of handling our money and stewarding it the way God has, has directed us to do. Please call, write, or make your gift online to provide life-giving water to people in need. Well, Betty and I just say thank you. Thank you. Robert's here with us all week, uh, beyond blessed. This is our pastor. Robert, you're still looking pretty good there. <laughs> Every guy who tried to die, you're looking good. You know? Thank you. Thank you. The, uh, the book will be a tremendous blessing, and we're sending it to say thank you to those of you who will not only give a cup of water, but give a well of water or give toward that well of water. Thank you for doing it. Would you thank Robert for being with us? He's going to be here tomorrow.
and he opened it up and held it out, and it was exactly <laughs> 10 times the amount of the Isn't check I just given him. Tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.